Okay, let's begin. I am Lanice Antoine Shelley, and I'll be your host through constructive, healing-based conversations designed to illuminate the adoptee, parents, and the adoption curious. We center the topics around community, mentorship, leadership, and healing, so you get a multi-dimensional view that is ultimately empowering. These are the voices who could not speak when they were young. Okay, before we get into it, I wanted to share with you some new offerings. We've just partnered with Isaac Edder's company called Identity, who provides adoption consulting and short practical guide pamphlets, a practical guide to transracial adoption and a practical guide to black hair care. As a listener, you get 15% off. Just click the link in the show notes where you can find all references and hot topics that are talked about in each episode. And since you're listening, I just wanted to thank those of you who've rated and reviewed this podcast, because every five-star click helps remind these platforms that our work matters and helps me keep going. So those of you who are getting so much out of these conversations and have taken the 30 seconds to write a positive takeaway, I see you and I thank you. Those who haven't yet, now is the time, my love. Let's talk about it on Instagram after you go ahead and click five stars and write a review. Hello, happy Saturday. How are you? I've recovered from my bout of COVID and now I have to survive allergy season. Two years ago, I didn't get allergies at all. Now there's a tractor grinding through my sinuses while the trees blossom. I have my air purifier and humidifiers going constantly, which makes a world of a difference, but... Yet here we are with my nose stuffed up. Today, it'll just be you and me talking about the inner child. I had no idea what an inner child was and didn't know the term existed until several years ago when I started doing reprogramming and healing work with this organization called To Be Magnetic. I've since learned that I could reparent myself the act of visualizations and meditations designed to give your past wounded child, the parenting and or care you needed, thereby rewriting your ingrained belief systems that has limited you or stunted your emotional growth as an adult. I've pulled up a few articles as a reference guide so that you can read and see how this particular healing method can work for you. If you're not familiar with inner child, stay with me. (laughs) Before the skeptical mind creeps up, let me ask you something. Have you ever been triggered or emotionally activated? The answer is yes. That's that's the answer. (laughs) We all have. What's activating you is a wound, ache, or bruise that occurred in the past that has never healed. It's just like when you have an old sports injury, you tend to be subconsciously favoring your stronger side or avoiding using that knee, moving a certain way or sitting a certain way. After a while, it becomes habitual, but the body remembers. If you run on it a certain way or go down the stairs wrong, a sharp pain jerks you back to that event 15 or 20 years ago. 
and you back away from that stare or stop running or try to move differently to avoid the pain altogether. Inner child work is the emotional memory that oftentimes is pulling the strings to those triggers. Mine comes up when I feel disrespected in my work. As a black female, I was shown when I was younger that my voice or opinions didn't matter. And when I see a glimpse of that, my inner child starts foaming at the mouth, ready to cut people off or tell them what's what. But after sitting in a guided meditation that helps me understand the root of the issue, the core wound, the core wound behind my ego flaring up when I feel disrespected is that my needs don't matter. Now, is that true? Is that true that my needs don't matter? No, not even if the person disrespecting me feels that way. That is not the truth. And when I go in and reprogram that my needs do matter, and they matter no matter who is in the room, I don't get activated at all, or as much, or as strongly, in other situations. I can let the emotion, which scientifically lasts only 90 seconds, pass and go ahead with the task at hand. Not everything is a personal attack. When you understand that you lessen the frequency of your suffering and emotional activations so that when you do feel you need to defend yourself verbally, you're lucid, you're eloquent in relaying your needs, and you are not needlessly attacking others. Oof, that's a lot. It's a lot of work. Not for the faint of heart, but we're not here to be cowards, are we? You're here to be brave. A miracle of tenacity, as Nikki Webster would say. So stay with me. Here's an article from Integrative Psychology, and they define inner child as the following. Our inner child is a part of ourselves that's been present ever since we were conceived through utero and all of the developing years after, where we were young and developing into tender selves, baby, infant, toddler, young child, and middle school year. The inner child can often recall good experiences as well as childhood fears, traumas, neglect, or significant loss. It can be hard to pinpoint the exact event that is tugging at us, but we can start to notice our internal patterns that have left us a subconscious breadcrumb trail when we start to explore our inner world. You have an inner child. I have an inner child. We all do. The inner child is a part of our subconscious that has been picking up messages way before it was able to fully process what was going on mentally and emotionally. It holds emotions, memories, and beliefs from the past, as well as hopes and dreams for the future. I really love that definition. Now, ironically, the most formative years are between the ages of zero through eight, where we learn more than we'll ever learn in the forthcoming lifetime. I was adopted at four. Some people have traced this work, the inner child work, back to Carl Jung. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about healing the body with the mind. He opines, People wake up in the morning and they begin to think about their problems. The problems are circuits in the brain connected to people and certain times and places. And if the brain is a record of the past, the moment they start their day, they are already thinking in the past. Each one of those memories has an emotion. 
Emotions are the end product of past experiences. The moment they recall those problems, they suddenly feel unhappy, sad, they feel pain. How you think and how you feel creates your state of being. So the person's entire state of being, when they start the day, is in the past. If you believe your past has something to do with your destiny, and you can't think greater than what you feel, our feelings have become our meaning of thinking. You're thinking in the past, and for the most part, you're going to keep creating the same life. This is incredible. His work is incredible. I've been following him and reading up on him for years. He has endless clips on YouTube, podcasts, and books that you yourself can read and enjoy. My friends, it's understanding that all of these feelings, habits, ways of operating can be reprogrammed, can be healed, can be investigated. If you're feeling stuck in a life that feels like a rut, there is no forward momentum, the current is not beneath you anymore, this manifests in stale relationships, discontent with your appearance, your body, job, or daily routine, your health is poor, either with a professional or through your own study, you can alter your existence for the better. I've included an article from Psych Central, 10 Exercises to Heal Your Inner Child. Go ahead and read that on your own. There are numerous ways to go about this, so if that doesn't resonate, feel free to investigate further. I personally find that I feel better on a cellular level when I'm emotionally charged by something. And then I take a second, I step back to acknowledge or visualize my inner child. And sometimes I don't do that in the moment. I might do that after the fact or at the end of the day when I'm taking a bath. I just hold my inner child. I hold her. I sit with her as she skips rocks or climbs trees or if she's upset I just take time to see her. I mother her and parent her in ways in which she craved, which then shifts my subconscious mind into believing that I am okay and that I've always been okay. My needs have always mattered, and now they are met. This is a practice of gentility and self-compassion. Okay, that is my story for today. It's a journey, beloved, and it does get easier. For those of you who do not observe Mother's Day or have a complicated mix of feelings around it, this work is so lovely for that. Holding your inner child now is essential. Let me know if you want more info about this sort of thing and other modalities. I'm happy to share. These are things that I do practice and believe in. And I just want to share them with you. All right. See you soon. Another beautiful episode. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to my guest today. If you liked this episode, the best way to support me and this work is to write an iTunes review, a five-star review. (laughs) This helps us reach the top of searches and helps more people to find us. And if you personally want to connect please reach out on Instagram or Facebook. And I have some great resource material on my website at laniceantoinshelly.com. So go on over there too. Until next we meet, go gently, 
and have courage, my love.